This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. Is there more AI than humans right now in advertising? That's one of the things that we're going to be talking about today on Everyday AI. This is your daily live stream, podcast, and newsletter, helping everyday people like you and me keep up with what's going on in the world of AI. It changes literally every day. That's why we come to you every weekday with this show. So uh, before we talk about that and bring our guests on and talk about just what's going on in the world of advertising, because there's way more AI than you might think. But before we get there, let's talk about what's going on in the world of AI news. So probably one of the bigger pieces uh, that I'd want to start with is is talking about uh, Meta's new uh, kind of voice cloning technology. So it's called VoiceBox, and they just recently announced it. And it is going to bring some next level uh, voice cloning in this generative AI space. So uh, Meta is obviously Facebook's parent company. So it's going to be... Um, interesting to see how they're going to be using this. There's not a lot of details on that yet, but one of the more interesting pieces, because there's a couple big companies, Google as well has gotten into this space, but uh, something that I think is very interesting with Meta's new offering is it's going to learn other styles without it being trained on. Um, so, you, you know, without getting too dorky, there's different types of AI, there's different types of, you know, supervised learning, unsupervised learning. So this one's pretty, pretty um, interesting that uh, Meta's new voice box uh, technology is apparently going to be able to learn new things, blend styles uh, without being trained on it. So a uh, very interesting thing there. Uh, second, second uh, big news piece of the day, uh, a Guardian report, very interesting. We talked about this on the show before, but it really dies in depth. Just talking about, is AI going to make us dumb? That's literally what they ask. Um, you know, AI is making it so easy for us to both read, you know, summarize uh, long articles, but also to write. Um, so it's a very interesting piece here from the Guardian talking about, are we as humans becoming less intelligent? Um, are, are we e even losing our own ability to read and write? Uh, so a uh, very interesting piece there that's going to be in the newsletter. Uh, our third piece before we uh, bring on our guests of, uh, for today is a new GitHub uh, survey showed that 92% of programmers are using AI. Um, you know, so not only does AI obviously help with, you know, you know to be able to summarize and write and brainstorm, but also it's pretty good for programming um, to help, you know, not just troubleshoot code uh, that is wrong, uh, you, you know, for different well, uh, web developers and coders, but also just to write it from scratch. So you might see that 92% and say, oh, that seems like a lot. I'm actually... As weird as it sounds, I'm wondering about the 8%. I'm wondering about the 8% of, of, of those people who aren't using any sort of uh, generative AI to help them code better. Because in terms of an, an output um, and return on your time in you know using something like ChatGPT or Bard, um, to be able to spit out code as quickly as, as these platforms do, it's, it's actually astonishing. So uh, we have a lot more in our daily newsletter, more on these stories and uh, something else about supply chains that I think you guys will will find interesting. So make sure to go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for our free daily newsletter. Our team spends countless hours a week 
making this all this AI news easily digestible for you all. So let's now bring on our guest for today and talk about AI in advertising. So I'm very excited to have our guest today, uh, Pierre-Paul Couron. Uh, he is a digital marketer from learningmarketing.co. Uh, Pierre-Paul, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me here, Jordan. I'm really excited about this chat. I've been following yeah. you stuff for a little while now, and it's uh, it's great stuff you're putting out there. Awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I think the content of what we're putting out is better than uh, my pronunciation of names. So uh, <laughs> appreciate appreciate you on that one. So let's let's talk real quick. But uh, Pierre Paul, just just kind of explain uh, to people what it is that you do because you do media buying. Uh, you, you know, you put your own kind of content out there as well, just helping people. You know, with mm-hmm. advertising. Uh, but just just explain a little bit what your day to day looks like. <clears throat> cool. Sounds good. Um, so I do a lot. I like to keep busy. So um, mainly I work also at an agency called Impact Media. So you can find them at impactagency.io. It's an agency that basically focuses on uh, brands that are purpose driven. So anything that is like trying to do a positive impact in the world. So in that position, I do a lot of media buying in regards to Facebook. So I do a lot of Facebook campaigns, a lot of research, a lot of strategy, setting up uh, different ads. And I also do some freelancing in regards to SEO and content marketing. Yeah. yeah. And so, awesome. yeah. And like you mentioned with learningmarketing.co, I'm putting together basically a blog kind of like a central hub where I'm trying to help small businesses kind of get their, their business online. Love it. Love it. And as, as a reminder, if you are joining us on the live stream, please feel free to drop a question for Pierre Paul or myself, or just, you know, about advertising, you know, about AI's role in advertising. So let's actually start there, Pierre Paul. So uh, what role do you think that AI, at least right now, um, and you can talk about it through through your own experience or just you think in the industry, but what role is AI playing right now in advertising? That's a great question. So I think that there's two ways to look at that. I think that there's the, the role of supporting advertisers. So supporting mar- digital marketers that are using it for anything from ad copy to putting together video scripts to analyzing data. So like basically the marketer, the human that is putting together the campaign strategies, uh, leveraging AI to facilitate everything. And then there's also, uh, as we kind of uh, touched base on uh, before this chat, the, the platforms themselves, right? The different advertising platforms, so Google, Facebook, they're also leaning into using a lot of the AI to make our days and make our jobs easier, I guess, in a way. Yeah. I don't know if that's their motive, but it is that that's what's happening as well, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, if 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 they make our jobs easier, in theory, they can charge more money, correct? Um, <laughs> right, exactly. But, but, but yeah, that's that's another thing. So if you aren't in advertising, you know, obviously, you know, Pierre Paul, myself, you know, we have we have a background in advertising, but maybe uh uh, Pierre Paul, just just kind of talk about how these platforms are now, you know, not just, but actually in their own platforms, starting to introduce, um, you know, generative AI features. You, you know, talk about what that is starting to look like, and even what that means for kind of consumers on the back end. So something that I've noticed just recently, I think it just happened this week. Uh, so when I started doing media buying, um, the person that was kind of getting me into it had mentioned that, like, you know, these platforms were going to eventually um require less and less targeting efforts because that's a big chunk of the work right now right was basically doing a deep audience research understand your customer avatars find out where they are how to reach them that's a big part of what we do in advertising 
And so I know that Meta just put out Advantage Plus shopping campaigns, which isn't available to everybody just yet, but I had the chance to like see it available in some of the accounts that I'm working with. So like I'm excitingly testing it out. Uh, and it kind of strips away a lot of that targeting. It's just like, okay, you have enough conversion data. You have enough historical data for us to know like how to get your products sold. So mm. it's a huge change because a big chunk of like, understanding how to reach those people is not just being handled by the platform. It's very new. I don't know myself how much I trust it just yet, um, but it's there and I'm definitely testing it out and I'm excited to see what kind of results we get out of it. Yeah, I think, I think you know, it's kind of still the quote unquote early days of AI mm-hmm. being in advertising, um, even though I think advertisers were some of the first to start using, you know, tools like ChatGPT in, um, you know, in their everyday workflow. But mm-hmm. let's let's kind of fast forward because that's that's what I'm most interested in is, you know, as there's more um, AI capabilities in the actual tools. So, you know, in, you know, within Facebook and Meta, you know, when they're starting to introduce generative AI within their own platforms, Google has mm-hmm. obviously already started to enroll that. And, you know, they had some big announcements around that as well. Um, but kind of one of my questions and how I open the show is, is do you think that there's we're getting to a point where there's too much AI in our advertising. Um, what's what's your take on that? So there's a lot of people using AI for a lot of things. And so myself, like I, I use, I, I find it uh, almost silly not to use it. If you, mm-hmm. if you need it on your day-to-day job, if you're like writing a copy, if you're doing anything of the sort, like it's much easier to start with ChatGPT, for example, to write some ad copy or a website copy as a first draft. I think that, people really need to be mindful to not just rely on just that. You need to look second revision, third revision. You need to personalize it, right? And so in that sense, I do think that we're going to be seeing a lot more content over the next few years that's just purely generated by AI. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. If there's too much AI in general, um, I think it also allows people to get distracted really quickly. So what happened with the AI boom is that everybody started building new tools, right? So now all of a sudden we have like 10 new softwares being sent at us every other hour, and it's great because some of it helps you streamline and make your job a lot easier. But if you're trying to build a process that is best for your client, you also don't want to get distracted too often. Like I used that example earlier, you don't want to build and rebuild and rebuild the plane mid-flight. You know what I mean? you got to find what works for you and kind of like stick with it. So there is such a thing I think is too much AI where you get too distracted basically. Sure. And, and, and maybe there is a sweet spot. So let's talk about mm-hmm. it from the consumer perspective. So maybe what this means for consumers is they're going to start seeing ads that they feel are more tailored to their needs, to their pain points, because the advertisers on the front end have access to more tools and technologies and capabilities than ever before. Is that something that you see happening? Maybe consumers just getting better ads on the back end? That's a very good point. So a big change that's been happening with like, you know, the post iOS 14, all that, a lot of the people become more uh, mindful about their data. And so as that happened, it's a good thing, but as that happened, retargeting capacities have also been changing a lot. So that was one of the ways that advertisers used to be able to get the most relevant ads in front of the consumers was by retargeting things that they were interested in. As that's being stripped away more and more, there's less of that being involved in the industry right now. I think that leveraging artificial intelligence to just like the focus needs to be on the ad now, it needs to be on the creative. So yeah, I do think that using AI will allow us to 
like you said, create better ads, which more entertaining, more edutainment, right? Like creating entertaining and educational content that really resonates with the right audience. And then they can make the choice to like, yes, this is for me, you know? For sure. For sure. I get that because it's, it's one of those things. And, and maybe this is more because of my background in advertising and marketing, but I, I don't mind very tailored, highly targeted ads mm-hmm. because it's like, at least to me, it's like, I'd rather be flooded with ads that are addressing some of my pain points and to see them everywhere than to just seem, you know, ads that aren't relevant. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, cool. And, and as a reminder, if, if you are tuning in, if you want to know anything from Pierre Paul, if you want to know anything about AI and advertising, please drop us a comment. This is, this is, I think really cool to learn, you know, from kind of experts, um, about what's going on in, in, in the world of AI. Um, so let's, uh, you know, Pierre Paul, I think something that you said that will resonate with the everyday person, you know, even if they're not in advertising is just doing different aspects, uh, of their role in ChatGPT or Google Bard or, you know, Microsoft Bing. So, you know, you talked that you spend a lot of time in ChatGPT. What's that look like? You, you know, just quickly walk us through that process of how you're using ChatGPT for different aspects of your role. So I think one of the most obvious uh, use cases there was copy. Like we were saying, like not to start with a, a blank page, you know, if you're writing ad copy, if you're writing website copy, whatever it is. But I think people are pretty familiar with that now, and I've been using it quite a bit. One of the things that I've been testing out a lot, which is really fun, is uh, analysis. So kind of just like analyzing the data that is available, right? So uh, one of the clients I was working with had organized an event uh, that we had promoted earlier this year, and there was 10,000 plus people at this event. It was an online event. And so he had sent customer surveys. So we got all that data back, which is a lot of data. And as a, mm-hmm. I'm not a data analyst, but as a marketer, I want to leverage that data, right? So I plugged in as much of it as possible into ChatGPT and had it look for commonality. I had it look for like, okay, what are some of the things that people are liking, not liking? Like, help me reinforce my avatar, basically. Mm. So you know how we, like, in the process of building a marketing strategy, you need to have a good idea of your, your buyer persona, your avatar. Well, ChatGPT, I think, will takes away a lot of the biases. Like, all that data that's being collected, we can analyze it and be like, yes, these are the actual pain points, you know? Yeah, I think I think that's such a great and underutilized right now use case um, for ChatGPT and, and other um, other AI systems is being able to take just mountains of data and being able to not just uh, better analyze, but also to talk to it um, and to mm-hmm. produce something better on the back end. Um, so so maybe uh, Pierre Paul for for people that um, which I think is a lot of companies that are dealing with, you know, surveys, customer data, um, how would you recommend that they get started in that process of, of using ChatGPT or another AI tool to make use of that data? I myself am just starting off with it, right? So it's hard for me to build out a process here on the spot, but I think that what I'm going to say is just start collecting whatever information you do have, because a lot of companies have been doing a lot of data collection collecting, right? So like, and through Google analytics or surveys or whatever it is. And so I've noticed a lot of brands don't often use that. They just collect it. Right. And then they just expect that somebody in the future will be able to use it for something. Right. But in the world of also data processing and data collecting, there's a lot of changes that are happening constantly, as we know, with universal analytics, switching to GA4, all this stuff. So I think just, taking action, prioritizing mm. the data that you already have. And yeah, just have fun with it. Run it through ChatGPT, run it through any other AI that you you trust. And because that's the other thing, right? You want to trust wherever you're putting it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. You, you know, without getting 
overly technical, uh, but I think it mm-hmm. does. Uh, it will impact the everyday person. So uh, in 2024, Google is planning to migrate the majority of you know Chrome users off of like third-party cookies. Um, mm-hmm. So from an advertiser perspective, and just for the everyday person, what that means is you know companies aren't going to be able to you know, quote unquote, track you as, as much as normal. Um, so that first party data is extremely important. Um, mm-hmm. What's what's one other way, uh, Pierre Paul, uh, outside of, you know, writing ad copy or, you know, looking at customer customer data, what's one other way that you've really been able to use, you know, ChatGPT or other AI in your day-to-day uh, workflow? <clears throat> so this one's a bit unrelated to my, um, well, some that's unrelated. So I've been using this one tool called beautiful.ai. And I know there's probably mm-hmm. a couple of other ones out there that do the same thing, but presentations. So making like decks of presentations for your clients, for your reporting, for your pitches, for whatever it may be. That used to be one of the things that I, let's say, dislike the most on my day to day. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I'm not super artistic. It's not really like I understand the the, the importance of art in marketing but it's not my strong suit. So I love the fact that there's an AI that will allow me to just say like, hey, this is what I want in my presentation. And it just like, boom, makes it like in front of you. And so I think that's really impressive. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's It has a couple of features in here where you can just literally tell it like, hey, I want a presentation about search engine optimization and it will build mm-hmm. it for you. And then I can combine with like the proper text and whatnot. So it's really, really interesting. Um, another tool that I've been using in AI is scheduling. So as I mentioned earlier, I do a few things, right? So I have my personal branding with learningmarketing.co. I work with Impact Media. I am also building a course. There's a lot of partnerships and collaborations that are happening. And managing multiple schedules is kind of challenging. There's a few tools out there that lets you do that with AI now. So I think there's, I don't know if it's called Motion, but I use uh, mm-hmm. Reclaim. So there's a couple yeah. of different options at Reclaim, exactly. Yeah, that's that's great points. Um, and if you are kind of listening on the podcast, you know, uh, here on the live stream, just kind of showing some of these different websites uh, that Pierre Paul's talking about, um, you know, both beautiful.ai and this reclaim. So that's another thing, um, you know, I get I get people asking pretty often, you know, hey, hey, Jordan, how how can I use, you know, AI in my in my everyday life? And kind of what my recommendation to people is, is, is start where you're spending the most time, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Like Pierre Paul says that he's spending, you know, four, five, six hours a day inside of ChatGPT because he's integrated his day-to-day workflow uh, within there. But you know, maybe ChatGPT is not for you. Uh, but but think of where you're spending your most time. Yeah, maybe you're building presentation decks all day. So you know, ChatGPT might not you know make the most sense for for everyone out there. So that's a great point, Pierre Paul. That there's other great AI systems built around uh, some yeah. of these workflows. Um, I mean, you know, oops, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to no. say really quickly, if I may add on to that thought, you could also ask GPT, right? You could be like, here's my job. Here's what I do. Like, how can you save me some time? And it'll tell you, right? It's a conversational. It's a chat. That's what's cool about it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's that's one of, um, I think, for even for power users of ChatGPT, one of the things that most people are falling short on is asking questions at the end. That's something, you know, we have a, a prompting course. And, you know, before you actually give a prompt, you need to prime the mm-hmm. chat. And before you get started, you say, what other information do you need from me before I give you this prompt? Yeah, but uh, that's that's a great point. Uh, Pierre Paul is just asking the question. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, so I, I will ask one more question as, as we wrap up uh, this, this episode of Everyday Live, uh, uh, Everyday AI Live. Uh, but what is uh, maybe your, your one piece of advice to people who maybe are not hesitant necessarily, but maybe they just don't know how yet to integrate uh, ChatGPT into their day-to-day lives or, or, or other AI systems. Uh, so Pierre Paul, what, what's your, your recommendation or your tip for the everyday uh, person who hasn't yet started that journey? I would say start small. Start with something simple. Like if you feel like it, it can also be overwhelming, right? Like you are messing with like an artificial artificial intelligence. We have a lot of history and sci-fi movies kind of telling us like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think if you're trying to get into it, uh, I say start small, start with some small tasks and then see if you, how comfortable you are with it, with like adding new tasks to it. Like that's what happened to me. But now like I'm five, six hours in the day. You know what I mean? Like it, it quickly took over a lot of my job flow. <laughs> so, but you want to stay relevant. You have to, right? Like this thing's not going away. You want to stay up, like up to date with it. So yeah, that would be my recommendation. That's such, such a great tip is, you know, yeah, start small and all of a sudden you're going to, you're going to find that, you know, chat GPT or something else is, is a great co-pilot um, mm-hmm. that, that can help you, you know, from the beginning of your day to the end. So uh, with that, Pierre Paul, thank you so much for joining Everyday AI. It was a pleasure having you on and talking about uh, AI in advertising. So thanks for joining. It was awesome, Jordan. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Honored to be yeah. here. Absolutely. So as a reminder, please go to youreverydayai.com. That's youreverydayai.com. So a lot of the things that Pierre Paul uh, is, is talking about during this episode, we're going to share about those things and more in our daily newsletter. It's a free newsletter. So make sure to sign up. Um, and if you are listening on the podcast on Apple or Spotify, thank you for doing that. Or you can always join us live every morning, 7.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, Monday to Friday. Uh, so thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you back tomorrow and every day on every Everyday AI. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.